somebody dies for anything to change because it's so suppressed. Um, and that was the that was exactly what I was going to say when you were saying that was we actually have a saying in the army that changes get made when somebody dies. Um, you know, so like my group of women were sent out and I write about this in the book, right? Like the bulletproof plate that they were issuing to soldiers, all soldiers, only works for men because it's supposed to sit flush against your torso because, and so, you know, it's this interesting thing of like, if you ask the wrong question, you get the wrong answer. So if you ask the question, does this stop bullets? Sure. That seems to be gender neutral. However, the impact can make a concussion and it can kill you anyways. And so something a man would never think about, but very obvious as soon as you put this in the hands of a woman soldier and tell her how it's supposed to fit, it's very obvious that because we have breasts, we have a blocking system. So, and, and I think this was one of the fastest times the military turned it around because we were going out uh, two, I believe two women were killed and two years later we had a vest that worked better for women. Um, but yes, when you, you know, what you see between these groups is actually, it's usually this interesting mix of like charismatic authority, like you were saying, the person in leadership can do almost anything they want and make almost any changes they want. but. For the rest of the group, for the larger organization to get changes made, there has to be these big, serious kinds of things. Um, and funny story, the I'm telling in my next book, the prophet, our prophet actually told his wife to just not tell anyone that he died and just keep leading the cult as him forever. Wow, wow. Um, and she chose to do it anyways, because she felt sure that she was going to be able to keep her, you know, absolute iron grip on control. Um, and I know this story because my mom was a, a secretary in the room at the time. Um, and so she ends up telling everyone and she ends up, like you said, like making all these changes. And in my opinion, she did the wrong thing. It was the beginning of the end because she gave a charter of rights. She took a society of 10,000 people that for 30 years had given up every concept of having rights whatsoever. And then she gave them rights. And once you do that, people are going to start asking for more rights. People are going to start questioning other things. And so it was, you know, even, even in this document, she gave us the right to question, but it had to be done in a way that didn't sow division in the group. So they were still trying to maintain their control. But I don't think, I think once you give your people the right to question the leader, you no longer have dictatorship, you no longer have coercive authority because your people have the right to question, right? Going back to what we were talking about. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, and it sounds exactly like Gorbachev in the 90s. I mean, all of a sudden, uh, the these various satellite states of the USSR are starting to get um, more leniency from the central command and, and a little bit more rights and things like that. And the USSR dissolves in these compromises in part because it was it it didn't necessarily have to be held together with the iron fist but because it was held together and formed with the iron fist as soon as you start introducing compromises to that the whole thing falls apart yeah 
Yeah. And a good, you know, analogy that we are seeing right now is Shiny Happy People, the documentary about Christian fundamentalism. And they, you know, Tia Levings, who has a great book coming out next year called A Well-Trained Wife about all of this. And she's in the documentary and she always stresses like we didn't live in the same America. We had no rights, right? Like she wasn't allowed to vote by her husband, who's essentially the ruler of her cult. Because if you let the woman, you know, many, many conservative controlling men think that they can control what their spouse is voting on. But once you're in the voting booth, you can't. So they just don't let them go, you know? And so there has been like this absolute complete crackdown of you can't have any rights because as soon as we give you some rights, you will fight for more. And then people also never give back rights without questioning and fighting for them, right? Which we like saw in Afghanistan recently. And so, you know, there's always in any situation of coercive control, it's not just how, like, what's your pipeline to get people in, but then how are you always maintaining that coercive control, which like any bureaucracy gets harder and harder to do, the larger and larger it gets. Yeah, and then and the wheels just start falling off at some point. You've been listening to a sample of a Wetwired Premium episode. To listen to this entire episode and to hear our entire back catalog, you can subscribe on Patreon for just $5 a month. We also have a limited number of $3 a month True Believer memberships, but when those run out, they are gone. Thank you for helping us keep Wetwired editorially independent and ad-free.